0: Welcome to Clear Picture Carers. I'm your host, Jason Noble with Prime Capital Investment Advisors. And with me today, I have Brenda Shaw, the Chief Development Officer for Low Country Food Bank. Brenda, thank you so much for taking time to meet with me today. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I I enjoy the opportunity.
0: (laughs) Well, Brenda, so share with us, what is the primary focus and goal of your organization?
1: So, our mission is to lead the fight against hunger, hunger in the 10 coastal counties of South Carolina. Um, so, we do this through a variety of ways. We have some programs, um, we have our network of about 250 partner agencies. And so, these are the frontline workers in places of worship, community centers, senior centers. Um, you know, our partner agencies are really the frontline workers who are getting food to people in need you know, where they are.
0: And about how many people would you say are you serving over a course of a year with all the different organizations and partnerships that you have?
1: Yeah, so the latest number that we've seen from Feeding America is about 165,000 people. um, In the 10 counties we serve are considered food insecure. Um, One good thing is that is down from the height of the pandemic, which was over 200,000 people. um, But still, 165,000 people is a lot to really think um, about food insecurity in our community.
0: And what are some of the programs that you were mentioning, some of the names of those programs, and what are those programs involved in and doing? I would like to hear more about that.
1: Sure. So some of our children's hunger programs are Backpack Buddies, uh, which is very popular, and a lot of people hear about it. Um, it, And this is really to address weekend food insecurity. So about 3,800 kids a week, Um, receive a bag of food that they're able to take home on Friday. Um, And it really comprises two breakfasts, two full meals, and then two snacks uh, for the weekend to make sure that they're ready to go back to school on Monday and they're ready to learn. Um, We have school pantry boxes, which are boxes of shelf-stable food that we distribute once a month. And some of our schools are even putting in in in-school markets. Um, which are really fantastic because this is an on-site pantry at a school um, where children and their families are able to go into the pantries, select food that they want um, for the families to take home, but we're also able to provide refrigerators and freezers. Um, so when we do that, um, you know, they're able to select fresh produce, milk, eggs, frozen meat, anything that we may have um, available to them. Um, so those are some of the child hunger programs. Uh, we do provide meals for Meals on Wheels through our Zucker Family Production Kitchen. Um, and the production kitchen does about 1,100 meals a day for several Meals on Wheels programs, and then also our Kids Cafe after-school program. We also provide meals for veterans um, through the VA hospital, uh, through Patriot Villas, which is a transitional housing program here in North Charleston. Um, so we really try to address food at all different levels. Um, you know, the entire family. We want to make sure that, you know, if we know a child is 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 in need of a backpack on Friday, the whole family is probably food insecure. Um, so we're trying to address food insecurity at all levels.
0: You know what you just said really resonates with me. This was about a decade ago. I was going through a tour of a of a food bank, and they had a, a backpack uh, program as well for the weekend. And they, they shared one of the students was coming back on Monday with a really dirty book bag and they finally asked like, what's going on over the weekend Why this book bag is so dirty. Mm-hmm. And the kid had to, uh, you know, admit that he had to hide the book bag underneath the house mm-hmm. because his siblings and parents would eat the food. And, 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 you know, to think that story was shared with me a decade ago. Um, it's still, it's hard for me to kind of conceptualize that, but this is the work that you and your organization are doing is to offset this with over 165,000 families. And I I think there's something that I also want to have you kind of talk through. Is there anything that you wish more people knew about your organization and the work that you're doing?
1: You know, so I, you know, a lot of times people think food pantries are all about macaroni and cheese and canned chicken and noodle soup. (laughs) Um, But our goal for the past five years has been that 30% of the food we distribute be fresh produce. Um, We're happy to say that we have achieved that goal. And so this year we are raising that bar so that 35% of the food that we distribute this year will be fresh produce. That is on top of an additional 15% being protein, um, so non-meat and meat protein, and then an additional 5% be fresh dairy. Um, so we wanna make sure that we are providing nutritious food options for people in need. We know that there is a link between healthy, nutritious foods and good health outcomes. You know, So we wanna make sure we are getting people the most nutritious food they can get so they can lead healthy and active lives.
0: When you're getting like, not the processed food, but the more nutritious food like that, that must create some, um, I'm just thinking some logistical um, items that come in place with this. Can you share with like some of those headwinds that you have to kind of contend? Because I think it's an a, an amazing thing, but the, it, there's a pro and a con to everything, right? There's a, <laughs> there's a flip side of that coin. What is that flip side of the coin there?
1: Well, you know, you and I experience going to the grocery store the higher cost of food. Um, so we know that fresh produce is costing about 11% more right now than it was a year ago at this time. Um, but we are able to get bulk produce. Um, I was just back in the warehouse and we have 40,000 pounds of sweet potatoes. Um, so um, it's one of those things. It's great because we get these sweet potatoes that farmers can't necessarily sell to grocery stores because they don't fit the right size. They're either small or they're massive. They're like the size of a football, essentially. Uh, But this provides us with an opportunity for volunteers. So our volunteers are able to come into our warehouse and then they repack those sweet potatoes in bulk into manageable size bags. um, So then we're able to get those bags of packaged sweet potatoes out to our partner agencies.
0: I think something that the Low Country Food Bank does really well is some of the events throughout the year. I I can't help but think of of a wonderful time I had at Chef's Feast (laughs) here in February. Um, Is that an annual event in February, Brenda?
1: Yeah, Chef's Feast, we just came off of our 24th annual Chef's Feast, um, and we had 30 chefs this year, and we raised the most money ever at a Chef's Feast. So you know, we're thrilled about that. We're already looking forward to next year when it is the 25th anniversary of Chef's Feast. Um, but we also have the Walk to Fight Hunger, which is in September. Um, and it's really a very different event. Um, you know, it is not a fancy gala. It is a family-friendly event at Wanamaker Park. Um, last year was our first one, and we had over 400 people in attendance.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. So
1: it's, yeah, so it's just a different focus uh, we're still focusing on... Um, everything that we do at the food bank and trying to raise funds to support our efforts.
0: What do you think would be make the greatest difference in helping your organization uh, accomplish the goal of, of what you're looking to serve in the, in the Lowcountry community?
1: You know, bottom line is um, donations make the biggest impact, um, but we need donations of food, too. I mean, we always um, feel like we're, We don't have enough peanut butter or we don't have enough tuna. Um, volunteers, you know, last year we ended up, we're Mm -hmm. almost back to pre pandemic numbers of volunteer hours. Um, so we were, you know, well over the 22,000 mark that we hit in 2022 or in 2021. And so I think we're back up over to 30,000 volunteer hours, which, you know, we want to make sure that people know that they can come back to the food bank, that we're open for business and we do need volunteers.
0: So, when I think of uh, when I, when I my involvement with the Low Country Food Bank, I do think more of donations of finance. But if I wanted to switch it into actual going to the store and getting something and then bringing it, what would that be? Because you mentioned two things that I did not I did not know about. So peanut butter and tuna fish. Right? Is there anything else?
1: You know, I mean, we accept all types of shelf stable food. Um, you know. The proteins are really the biggest thing for us, you know, not just peanut butter and tuna, but, um, you know, soups that are soups and stews that can be eaten as a meal. Um, Canned pasta. Um, That's one of those things that, you know, if it's an easy top, um, kids can open that if mom and dad aren't home. Um, But, you know, just things that make sure that they can be hearty things. Um, We certainly also need canned vegetables and canned fruits, but we want those to be low sodium or you know, fruit that is in juice, not uh, the heavy syrups.
0: I appreciate that I- I insight, you know, cause I always feel like you could stretch a dollar better than I can by going to the store and getting it and going. But if there's things that are better for me to go and get that, well, that gives me some direction on that end. And I appreciate that, but you could take that dollar and really stretch it right with all the programs and right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for every dollar that's donated, we're able to combine that with donated food, um, grants that we get, um, and then also the food that we can purchase from USDA comes at a much less expensive rate than what you or I would be able to purchase at the grocery store. So we can stretch a dollar a long way to really have an impact on the amount of food that we can provide to a family.
0: But that's ultimately the goal, right, is a monetary donation. You're able to take that monetary donation and really spread that across to help more families for that week or that month, whatever that case may be. And and I I think that's so important for the listeners to really take away from this conversation. And, like, if if somebody wanted to get involved with the organization, either with volunteering or donating, like, where would they go to, like, learn more and and to take that step?
1: Sure. So our website is Lowcountryfoodbank.org. And on our website, there's a ton of information. You know, it talks about our different programs that we run. Um, We have a secure donation site that people can go immediately to and donate. Um, But it also talks about our partner agencies and how that network really does help um, get food to people on the front lines. Um, Our website also has what we call a pantry finder. Um, So if someone is in need of food assistance, they can put in their zip code and partner agencies will then pop up and they can see where they can go near them. So they don't have to travel a long way to get food. Um, And we also have a calendar that lists our uh, mobile distributions and partner agencies that are doing mobile distributions. So there is a ton of information on our website.
0: Okay. It's a wonderful website. What What is the website? One more time.
1: It's lowcountryfoodbank.org.
0: Okay, dot org. Make sure you do the dot (laughs) org, not dot com. So I, I wanna share a quick story with with you and the listeners. So my father in law, Bill Gore, he volunteers at Echo over in Mount Pleasant. Yep. And something you know, so he he absolutely loves it. He loves going in. He gets the list and he goes and shops, and then has that for when their car pulls up. They have that food ready or whatever. Not just food, but other stuff as well. Yes. But one thing that he shared with me that kind of stuck with me. This was um, uh, going into the end of last year, <clears throat> around Thanksgiving, there was more and more people, more and more cars, and um, something else that I that I have seen just driving by. And just, you know, being my eyes on the road, you can't help but notice a longer line in the year of twenty twenty-two with all the costs of food going up, uh, with inflation. So as you're seeing this from the low country food bank, I know there's a partnership with Echo, but have you you seen this cost of food prices going up putting a strain on a lot of Americans? It, that, that that has to be where we need to step up working with the Low Country Food Bank so that you could provide more assistance for these families. Are you seeing, you, you talked about 200,000 to 165,000, that's still a lot of people. Yeah. But do you have any, is there any insight or projections you have as far as where that could be going if we continue on in this course with the economy that we're in?
1: Yeah, one of the things we look at is our on-site emergency pantry that we have at the food bank. Mm-hmm. Pre-pandemic, we would see 150 to 160 people come through our front door for emergency food assistance. Um, So this is just shelf-stable food that we we provide. Um, At the height of the pandemic, it was over 1,000 people per month. We had two months that were over 1,000 people per month. Um, As we headed into 2022, I think it was March or April, those numbers were back down to about 350, 360 per month. Um, but we have consistently seen now for the past three or four months, um, over 600 people per month coming through our front door for food assistance. So, yes, the, the need has increased. It's visible to us here at the food bank. It's visible to our partner agencies. They are telling us they're seeing more people. Um, you know, and during the pandemic, there were a lot of over 50 percent of the people we served were seeking food assistance for the first time. Um, And unfortunately we're seeing some of those people come back. You know, they started to get their feet on the ground and um, get back up to where they needed to be, but we're seeing it again. Absolutely.
0: You know, as, as we're having this conversation, I have food in, in my own pantry. Right. And my heart goes out to those that they look and, and the, and it's barren. They don't have the food and they're looking at the, the money in the bank they're looking at the bills that are coming in and are going. Where am I going to get the next meal so I can feed my family, um, feed my children? And then there, then you have sources, resources for them. And I just think that's absolutely amazing, Brenda. I, I I really appreciate all the work that the Low Country Food Bank is doing in the Low Country. What I I'll ask you this one last question because I love asking this for those that serve our community. If you, if you could leave an impression with our listeners on the value of giving back, what would that be?
1: You know, I, I think it's not just about making yourself feel good, but it's truly having a positive impact for, on the lives of people who truly de, do need food assistance. I don't think anyone wants to ask for food assistance. Um, it's tough. You know, you see a lot of people who are very proud Um, But again, in these times when it's very difficult to pay all of your bills, to purchase medicine, you know, if you can just provide 5, 10, 15 meals for a family, you're truly having a huge impact on making sure that they are going to be able to go to work, that they're going to be able to keep a roof over their head. Um, So it's not just a one and done. It is a truly... um, life-giving impact.
0: Well, if you're interested in helping us fight hunger, feed, advocate, and empower, go to LowCountryFoodBank.org. This was Brenda Shaw, (laughs) Chief Development Officer for the Low Country Food Bank. Thank you so much, Brenda. I always enjoy our conversations, and I appreciate you taking the time to share your insight with us.
1: Well, thank you, Jason, and thank you for your support.
0: It's my pleasure. Have a blessed day.
1: You too.